On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, it is Selection Sunday, all the basketball talking, all the brackets, conference championships, who are we taking in our brackets, where the one seeds fair, covered it all. We also have some football talk. Money Manziel is back. Packers free agent signing, Bears free agent signing, and of course, America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. Episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined with by Casey. And Casey, happy St. Patty's Day to you. Happy St. Patty's Day to everyone out there. Uh, if they were celebrating yesterday, I hope they're getting over their hangover now or having one come tomorrow as they listen to this. How did you celebrate your St. Patty's Day? Yeah, it's uh, obviously a little bit different these days, Marlo, than maybe in uh, St. Patrick's days of past. Uh, the big decision this morning was uh, what green shirt I was going to pick out uh, on my on my way to church, and it was a it was a tough decision. And then I realized I could just wear Packers clothes. <laughs> so the old fall. So there back. we go. There we go. Then that was in. Uh, I was thinking, hey, I don't have many green shirts, and then I went, oh wait. I have lots of green shirts. I have lots of Packer clothes. So it was easy enough to, uh, it's not like people, you know, what do you, you get pinched if you don't wear green? Is that the thing? I I don't know. Is that a thing? I think that, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. Either way, I was wearing green, so I didn't have to find out the hard way what it, what the thing is uh, these days. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my, and then it was, we had a little bit of um Corned beef and and cabbage type uh, dish today too to to celebrate as well. But that's about it. How about you, Marlo? I was I well yeah I was celebrating with um, cocktails. <laughs> None of them Irish, by the way. Uh, but you know it was it was St. Patty's Day, so it's socially okay to drink your face off. There you go. Um, so so uh, yeah, dealt with that, um, and now I'm here for you and everybody else. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, we we'll start today, Marlo, uh, as we do as always on campus. Uh, and let's start today with some positive news first. Let's go with positive. women's hockey. Women's hockey. Yeah, we're a positive uh, first podcast. That's right. Uh, they are now in the uh, Frozen Four uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, Wisconsin won their quarterfinal match against Syracuse four to zero. Uh, the they are now in the semifinals. They are the one seed, Marlo. I don't know if I mentioned that. They're the one seed uh, winning the uh, conference tournament, I think, propelled them over Minnesota to that, Minnesota being the number two seed uh, in the tournament. Uh, Wisconsin takes on Clarkson, uh, which is a school from somewhere. No idea. Uh, on, <laughs> uh, on the 22nd at uh, 7 p.m., and then the championship will be on the 24th. Um, which is Sunday. So that's Friday and Sunday. The games will be uh, 7 p.m. on Friday. And both those games will be on the Big Ten Network, Marlo. Nice. So Big Ten Network apparently owns the broadcast rights of uh, the Women's Frozen Four. And I guess they, it looks like they might own it, too, with Wisconsin and Minnesota being the one and two seed. 
Yeah, so the the women's hockey committee, they were favorable to Wisconsin hockey, huh? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. That's good. Yep. That's good. Good for that committee. Good good job by that committee. All right. <laughs> That's, uh, so we'll keep an eye on that uh, this week as uh, the basketball is going. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be enjoying the basketball we're watching. So let's start talking about that, Marlo. We had... Uh, a struggle? Would you say a struggle of a, a of a tournament for the Badgers? I uh, yeah, I would yeah, struggle. Hard to watch. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my eyes are bleeding most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think bleeding it, it red. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know how you feel. Well, first of all, credit to us because we had lengthy conversations about going to the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and we didn't backed out. And <laughs> we backed out like real professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it would have been harder to be in that arena and watch what what, what transpired this this weekend uh, from the Wisconsin team. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I guess I've, we'll talk. I guess we'll talk first about the Nebraska game, and it was weird, kind of in the moment watching it because, um, first of all, if we go back to last week's podcast, I hate <laughs> I hate to do this to myself, but I said there was no way. I think I might have even pounded my fists on the table. I'm not sure that Nebraska was going to win two games. Uh, and I so I wouldn't even consider the fact that Wisconsin might be facing them. Didn't nail that one. Did not nail that one. Uh, Nebraska did win two games, upsetting uh, Rutgers and Maryland, but then faced Wisconsin. Um, and the whole game, we just it just felt like we were letting them hang around. Mm-hmm. We should be winning by more. Why aren't we winning by more? And there was that kind of angst the whole time. Uh, I went back though and looked at it and. We led the whole game, except for a brief moment early in the second half. They went up by one, but then we went back up. It just was like a one, two, five point lead instead of being, you know, what you would ex- hope, I guess, if you were a Wisconsin fan, maybe even expect being that, you know, six, seven, eight couple possession lead. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was also the fact that we did have a rather large lead. I think it was up to 15 at one point. Uh, yeah. And they kind of dwindled that away. And, they, yeah, they were just hanging around. A team that's only playing, like, six players, as it mm-hmm. is, who had to play two other games. Uh, you know, we, we wanted to double by for this reason, and we got it. And it was also, like, hap- had a crap game. He just had a tear. Probably, probably his worst game of his career, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think he had, like, seven turnovers, four points. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that kind of added to it. But it was just – it was also, you know, during the day on Friday. It's like, why, <laughs> why can't you just yeah. be – a nice, nice, clean game. So, yeah, I yeah. think it was also the energy of the game. Nebraska was this "quote unquote" hot team with nothing to lose. We've you know been over how dangerous that it can be. Yeah, uh, and they were like just excited to be there, having fun. And Wisconsin looked like they were couldn't be bothered to be there. So I think there was a little bit of that kind of differentiation in emotion between the two teams that added to the angst as a fan watching it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that attitude. Uh, I feel like it carried over to the beginning of the Michigan State game mm, the next mm-hmm. day, as they let him go off like eight. It was eight nothing. Uh, yep. yeah, at one point, it didn't seem like the this. I didn't think they were playing until guard took all the starters out, um, and kind of had a spark off the bench, and you know we finally got some points on. But and and I think all you know ultimately that slow start did, did us in. We were never able to overcome that. But it, I just yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a good feeling uh, from that point on. Yeah, uh, right. I, I totally agree with the carryover of that of that slow start, and I, I thought that was a really interesting moment in the game when Guard kind of pulled all those starters. We saw, you know, Charlie Thomas in there, um, 
I guess most notably as somebody who doesn't normally get playing time, and I and it gave it a, gave a little spark. Uh, Kobe King was pretty aggressive uh, in that first half. Uh, got us back into I, I guess back into it. We were down what eight at half. Yeah, uh, so Which is that, probably the best we could have asked for given the circumstances at that time. Right, right, uh, and obviously it didn't get much better from there. But uh, I guess overall, I, I, let me go. Let me go. It, Say this though, I, I wanted to make point of the narrative payback. I remember yeah. last week when I kind of laughed at Iowa fans for having to listen to, you know, <laughs> the crowning achievement of uh, Ethan Happ. It got kind of thrown back in my face here in this <laughs> Michigan State game because all I could hear about was the perseverance and how great Michigan State was. And I'm watching yeah. this and just like, oh my god, this is that that exact opposite feeling of what I was feeling in that Iowa game. So the sports gods turned that on me, and uh, I, d- I had to listen to that. Um, but some worrying signs you mentioned as we headed to the tournament. Uh, I guess in the Nebraska game, it was the turnovers. We had 17 turnovers. You mentioned Hap had seven himself yes. uh, and never really got back to himself in the uh, Michigan State game. He ended up with 20 points in the Michigan State game, but it didn't feel didn't feel good. It wasn't a feel-good 20 points. No. Well, yeah, because he, he could have had like 40, missed about 1,000 layups. Yeah. As a team, I mean, Hap yeah. was part of that, but it just it just seemed like we couldn't get those two footers and ends that go down. Yep, and that's that was my second point was so we had the one game where we had a bunch of turnovers, which was very un Wisconsin esque. And the other thing, when you think Wisconsin, so you think not not turning the ball over and then effective offense, right? We slow yeah. the pace down, we get good shots. That's part of Wisconsin basketball. In the Michigan State game, we didn't turn the ball over, only having five, but we shot the ball so poorly. At one point, it was the lowest of the season. I don't know if it finished this that way, but we finished with 35% uh, field goal percentage, 11% from beyond the arc, two of 19. Yeah, that's not good. That's not going to win your lot of games. Let me, let me ask you this. Given these two games in the tournament and kind of the last few games down the stretch here, before we talk about their actual tournament seeding and whatnot. Yeah. How how does it how does that make you feel going into into the tournament? So coming down the stretch of the season, I felt pretty good. I thought if we got a win in the Big Ten tournament, I assumed it was going to be over Maryland as we talked about last week. Um and then losing I assumed we were going to lose to Michigan. So sure. we did it more or less exactly what I thought was going to happen, but it didn't happened the way I thought it would. It was a little bit le- more unsettling, kind of as we discussed, yeah. uh, than I thought. But we were right where I thought we were, and I felt good about where the season ended. Again, without the... I shouldn't say good, because that's mm-hmm. not true. I felt a little bit disheartened by the way that the two games went. Yes. But it's how I expected the season to end. I you know, had you know, grandeur thoughts of us winning the Big Ten tournament, of course, as any fan would, but I didn't really expect us to beat Michigan State. Um, as I kind of texted out before the game, I didn't really have high expectations of the Michigan State game, and obviously those proved to be a, a correct <laughs> assessment of the situation. Yeah. But um, coming to the tournament, I thought we were a pretty good team uh, on a pretty good run, uh, and these two games kind of gave me a little bit of pause uh, to that, I thought we might have figured it out, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I probably went from okay. I think I think thinking a Sweet Sixteen is is a, is a reasonable expectation, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, <laughs> we can yeah. yeah, if we can win one game, it'll probably be, it'll probably be good. Um, I just don't think these the slow starts and these 
lulls of four to five minutes of no scoring is just it's not going to work when you you know higher caliber higher caliber team a la michigan state um so kind of tempering my expectations is what it comes down to i mean michigan state we will end like six minutes without scoring yeah a point. You can't do that. I mean, it's not even like the whole, like, oh, I haven't scored a, field, scored a field goal in so long, blah, 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 you know, but without scoring a point. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it showed between the Ohio State comeback, it, the Nebraska kind of close game when it shouldn't have been, and then the no-show against Michigan State, it shows that I think we could lose any game. Yes. Whereas, kind of going into that Ohio State game, kind of playing close, tough games against... Penn State, uh, blowing out Iowa, I thought, hey, w- maybe we don't have a super high ceiling, but we have a pretty high floor. Right, right. Right, like we're going to show up and play well. Maybe we can't beat a top team, but we'll compete against, uh, you know, good teams. And now I don't f- I don't know that that's true anymore. I think our floor is lower um, with a struggle against Nebraska, letting Ohio State back in and losing to, to Michigan State the way we did. <sighs> And our, our ceiling isn't any higher. Yeah, our ceiling's not any higher. Yeah. Um, for that. So I guess with that, let's talk about uh, where we ended up, Marlo. We had at Selection Sunday today. Um, one of the, I think, best sports days, just like from a, you circle it on your calendar, yep. you know? Selection Sunday, it start, it kicks off the tournament. It, it's it's uh, a fun experience. I like. I still like uh, printing out a blank bracket and filling out the the names as I go, as they go, as a reveal. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's I'm old school. That is old, old school. school. I love it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Fill it out as they go. Nice. Yeah. That's the way to go. Um, you have to get a live cam for that next year. Oh, it's very. <laughs> it's electric. It's very um. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything less exciting than that. Uh, I guess it's about as exciting as watching the teams who are about to be picked. You know, and they go yeah. like, "Let's look at these four teams who haven't picked yet." And they're all like sitting there watching the TV. Yeah. It's about that exciting. So, <laughs> uh, on par, on par with the actual broadcast. Um. So that's how I took in uh, selection Sunday, and you would have seen me be, I guess, rather upset when we were announced as a five seed, Marlo. Yeah. So I guess I kind of gave it away. But five seed is that fair or not? No, I. I have no idea where this came from, unless every bracketologist has been lying to me, which, by the way, I think I'm going to be a bracketologist next year. Ooh, um, I'm going to study up for that. But I feel like all season, not all season, well, mid, midway through season going forward, and especially in this last month or so, we had been tagged as a four seed, yep. um, which seems reasonable. And, you know, we have, haven't had a bad loss in there. You know, I haven't played the best, but I think the the output has been you know, a four seed. Yeah. So it's, it's one or it's four or five seed, right? It's around, it's around the same thing, but I just think mm-hmm. the initial reaction of the five seed, I was like, where did that come from? Why aren't we a four seed? Um, yeah. And I was, it was the, the immediate gut reaction is what, you know, why did they, why did they screw us over? Yeah, I thought, I thought so too. It seemed low to me. I was with you and expecting a four seed and kind of, as I talked about earlier, the, Beating whoever the winning in the first game and then losing to Michigan State is about what I expected. Yeah. So I didn't expect. I would assume that most people are kind of projecting that into their projections. Yep. Uh, and even though the games might have gone differently, we still got the results that you expected. So I didn't understand why we slipped. Although I sit here and I look at you know the four seeds ahead of us, I'm not sure which one I would have necessarily put us over. But at the 
uh, experts yeah. <laughs> were saying that to me all all along. So I don't know what in the recent results uh, caused that to happen. Uh, and not only were we a five seed, is we I thought maybe we'd be a five seed, but we get kind of the preferential yeah. location, location. Yeah, right for the for the early game. Well, nope, we're playing on the West Coast yep. <laughs> against the West Coast against a West Coast team. Awesome. Uh, so that didn't. Uh, that kind of added to my feeling of uh, being a little bit upset about the about the seating of a five. So, although that said, if I look at where the the four seed they're playing, they're playing in San Jose or Hartford or Salt Lake. None of those are like <laughs> those are none close. of them are like yeah. None of those are like in Des Moines or, <laughs> or something like. So I I wouldn't have wanted to fall in all the way to like a seven seed or or whatever to play in Des Moines. Right. So. I guess it's maybe not as fair of a criticism as I, I thought when I uh, wrote that down, but uh, it still it still doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel. And good. I guess may, and I, maybe it's just being a fan that you're yes. like you always think you're getting screwed. Or yeah, <laughs> you should be you should be seated higher than you really deserve to be. Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. And, I, and then also, it was like hit the five seed, and then as soon as they saw we were playing Oregon, I was like, you yeah. got to be kidding me! Like Oregon. Is not Oregon, whoever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Not a good matchup. Mm. Uh, they're a hot team right now. That's hot it. team just went through the Pac-12. Even though the Pac-12 is garbage, I still think it's a garbage league. But they yeah. did win four in a row uh, to win the thing uh, to get in. So, you know, and it's always, you always look at it, it's a 5 seed. Everyone looks for that 5-12. We are now pegged as the 5 to lose to the 12 in the first round that everybody yep. wants to do. Um, so, I mean, here's the proven it wrong, but I just... I am yeah I'm upset at that matchup because it's not it's not a, it's not a gimme at all. Yeah, Oregon. Uh, if you go back even farther, they won their last four regular season games. They were the sixth seed in the conference, but they were actually tied for fourth. So yeah. whatever tiebreakers there, we've gone over how confusing tiebreakers can yep. be uh, on the pond. Uh, much to I'm sure our fellow fans' chagrin. Uh, so. I kind of looked at it and I thought, oh, the sixth seed in the Pac-12, which is a garbage league. They just happened to go on a run and beat the other garbage teams in their conference. Uh, I did actually watch the game mm-hmm. against Washington last night uh, where they crushed them. They won by 20, yeah. only giving up 48 points. And I, I'm i not sure if it's just Washington was not good <laughs> or or Oregon is good. Uh, they have Pritchard, who is a guard. He's, uh, I guess... Again, this is based off my memory of him and watching one game. I think he's like a uh, when Davison is good, that's how he plays, mm. and he's their best player. So uh, we have to watch out for that. And then they had some uh, a lot of alley oops, a lot of alley oop attempts, and that was about what I took away from uh, the the Oregon uh, Washington game. So there you go, Marlon. That was my in depth uh, research. Of that. A I'm a little worried about breakdown. it. A little worried about it, although. I, Kind of thinking about it, and again, if I go back and look at the other uh, 12 seeds, would you rather be facing a, let's say, middle-of-the-tier Power 6 conference team or a high-seeded small conference team, like uh, Murray State or Liberty or what's the other one uh, here? New Mexico State. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know know enough about those teams to, I guess, make that call, so I'm kind of answering my own question. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I mean, in Oregon, they have that. I mean, obviously, you have the the brand recognition. We've played them in the tournament before. Yeah, um, yeah I just, I hope, I hope their heat streak 
has extinguished before they get to a Friday, yeah. right? Like their luck is is just kind of run out and they they run their course. Um, because they could be if these two teams are continuing as they finished. This yep. is not. It won't be pretty, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, so, um, hoping hoping for the best here. I, I know I'm putting out bad vibes out there, but <laughs> it is what it is, no, right? No, I think we have you know reason to be worried. I think that this isn't the the best the best draw, and I I don't know. It's just it's so hard to tell because the Pac-12 was so yeah. bad uh, all year. Uh, and then you have to when you watch it, you have to listen to Bill Walton, who continually calls it the Conference of Champions, and just is in love with everybody. It's so fun, uh, which I guess is the only good thing about watching the Pac-12 late at night is that Bill Walton is on the call and loves everything Pac-12. Uh, so we'll see. It's I, I don't know. I I was a lot more optimistic at four today <laughs> before yeah. the seating yeah. about uh, our, our matchup uh, than I am now. I guess if we take a step back, though, Marlon, mm-hmm. let's zoom out a bit on our bracket. Yeah. Um, waiting for uh, Wisconsin, if they are to get past Oregon, is uh, Kansas State against, uh, I don't know, it's UCI, I didn't, I didn't even write down who that was. So California Irvine, <laughs> got go. it. California Irvine um, in the 4-13 matchup. And I guess if you're looking at the four seeds, Marlo, I would take Kansas State over the other four seeds. Uh, yeah, I think and I think that's other fair. four seeds being Virginia Tech, Florida State out of the ACC, and Kansas, who we talked about last week, is not the Kansas of old yet. Still Kansas, still though, Kansas. So yeah. I'll take Kansas State, even though they did somehow tie for the uh, first place in the Big Twelve. Yeah, true that. So I, yeah, I like the I think the Kansas. I think it would be a good matchup um, in, in the next round, and you know we could we could see what happened. I do, you know, I don't think I think we've it's been documented that we don't think highly of Purdue, even though they've finished tied for the Big Ten, um, right? But they're the they're the three seed in in the uh, South region, yeah. And I mean they uh, they were upset by Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. so that kind of see Tennessee. They they've they're kind of an up and down team, but I don't. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't think Tennessee. I I didn't look at their match, but I don't I don't see them. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make it to the next weekend. Um, you know, as one of the you know mm. the first number yeah, two. They got they got they got Colgate in the first yeah. round who has who will have the best teeth in the tournament. Right, right, that's absolutely. A, that's a, that's, that's a, a good joke. Yeah, that's a I give that one two high quality two and a half stars. Uh, two, Toothpaste joke there, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, possibly Cincinnati. So I could see Cincinnati taking Tennessee. Uh, so uh, to note that game is in Columbus, though. So Cincinnati would be playing Tennessee in oh, Columbus, wow. which which is uh, Cincinnati in the same state. So there you go. Um, presumably closer than Tennessee would be to it. So that's something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tennessee is a a good team. They have some very good wins. They had a very good run. Uh, but when they are off, they are just off. They lost in the uh, championship game of the SEC tournament to Auburn by 20 points. Uh, granted, Auburn can when Auburn is good, they're very good. So I don't know how much we can take from that. But uh, Tennessee and Purdue, as we mentioned, were the the two three there. And then at the top of the bracket, Marlowe, mm-hmm. our old friends, oh yeah, our uh, brother from another mother, something like something that, like that. cousin, our yeah, cu- yeah. 
uh, <laughs> Virginia. I don't know. I don't know what's going with that. Uh, Virginia. Virginia is the one seed. Obviously, They're the one uh, seed looking to avenge their early takeout last year, not be a part yeah. of history, or that would be the, the two time, the two the two time number one seed to get defeated by a sixteen seed. Yeah, maybe they should just go for it and throw the game. Let's go all in. Be the. I mean, there will be never be another situation in which this same team is a one seed two years in a row and loses to a sixteen seed. That would be immortality for them. So so they could do that. Yeah, come on, come on, Kyle guy, <laughs> Jerome, Ty Jerome, listen to me. Uh, yeah, they're the one seed. I guess the. You don't. None of the one seeds are are good picks, right? You don't want to pick a. Um, you wouldn't want to play any of them, right? right? But. Virginia has shown a propensity to not play well in tournament play. Somehow they've won like what? It's like two of the last three or three of the last four. Something crazy like that. ACC regular season titles, which is unbelievable. Right. Uh, but struggle in the tournament and they in the ACC tournament um, and this year losing to Florida State and then struggle in the NCAA tournament, obviously losing to 16 seed last year. So they've shown propensity to struggle in the tournaments uh maybe they stumble again uh i don't like the matchup with wisconsin obviously we lost earlier this year to them uh again i'm looking way way far ahead but that's that's what you do tournament time right fill out the bracket um so maybe they stumble somewhere along the way before that although i don't again i don't see it but i didn't i didn't see it last year i picked them to go all the way last year (laughs) uh so (laughs) that's great uh yeah so that's that's uh, Wisconsin's bracket in region. Uh, well, I am concerned, uh, and I think I, I might not pick Wisconsin to go too far. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a homer. I'm gonna have them win two games. I know, right? I say that now. As soon as I start filling when out fill brackets, it out. it'd be like all of a sudden Wisconsin's in the Elite Eight for no reason, and and then I have for some reason I'm like the, I have Mississippi. <laughs> Knocking off Virginia or something, and Wisconsin beating them, something stupid. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, all of a sudden I have Wisconsin lead eight. <laughs> it's like, this makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't this work? I don't know why my brackets never win the office bowl. So I, I don't really know. Hmm. Weird, weird, weird. All right. Uh, that is it, I guess, for anything else on campus, Marlo. Uh, I guess we kind of already started talking off campus. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing else. Just, yeah, nothing else for our Wisconsin. Um, yeah, just more in Selection Sunday. All right, Selection Sunday. We talked about how I took it in, Marlo, uh, with my uh, pen and paper, jotting them down as it went on. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed this, Marlo. It was back to the old format. Yes. Uh, no more gigantic TVs. No more in-studio audience. Uh, back to the desk looking at just graphics of the, of the tournament. Yeah, I like I liked the throwback. Uh, I think you know last year was kind of a disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. they, <laughs> not only they had the weird crowd... They did the, uh, oh, we'll just get all the teams out there first, and then we'll show you a bracket, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, we just got back to you know, the the graphics and Seth's and Clark Kellogg's commentary, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And I loved it all from the comfy corner of my couch. Except, except when Seth uh, picked Oregon over does, Wisconsin. No, Seth, Seth does not like Wisconsin. He picks an upset over Wisconsin every year. As soon as that little towel flips, <laughs> yeah. it is Without doubt, he's like, "Oh, there's my upset special," and it doesn't matter what's <laughs> like, what what seed they are. There's they're always his upset special. Hmm, interesting. We'll have to get the research. Team yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, look into. It. <laughs> yeah, all right. Are you challenging our research team? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, 
Uh, Anyways, they also right. fixed first, uh, what you know. What else got looked like it got better well, at least in the beginning is the. You know when they pan to like the crowd or the or the yeah. teams, the teams that are waiting, the, the teams that are waiting, um, and then they're picked, but then it, there's like a lag. Yep. I don't know somehow, especially especially the first few, they like got it right on time where they would show them like celebrating it. They already saw it, so big up yeah. to that because it's always That's awkward. It's like why are, we're just looking at kids sit there, yeah. and then as they're turning away, they start celebrating. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They stand up. They like start to stand up, and they're like, "All right," and back to the studio. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that was a little cleaner yeah. uh, this year. That was good. All right. Uh, I guess let's go through the other non-Wisconsin related brackets, uh, starting with uh, the East, which had the number one overall seed, Duke, uh, Blue Devils, Marlow. Uh, Duke's year. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, fair as a number one overall seed. Yeah, I think as as soon as as soon as Zion came back and dropped like thirty one or whatever in his first game back, and then the other two games. Yep. Uh, I think it's fair to say Duke is pretty good when he's on the floor, and yeah, I think he that. shot like seventy five percent in the tournament. Yeah, something like from the field, it, it unbelievable. Right. Um, yeah, they're a different. They're a different team when he's there. I think the fact that Virginia didn't make uh, the what well, they didn't even make the semifinals, right? right. And Gonzaga lost their um, they lost their, their conference tournament. tournament. Yeah. The tournament final, there was really team just Duke by there. 40 in the regular season. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. And they lost handily. Uh, so there was really no one else there to kind of pick up the mantle as a number one overall seed. And I think everybody's kind of eye test tells them that Duke is number one seed, which is which is frustrating. But that's where we are. Uh, Marla, do you see, I guess, anywhere that Duke can kind of stumble in, in here? The two seed is Michigan State. Three is LSU. Uh, four is Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think the only stumble for Duke would be if Zion puts on the Paul George shoes again. Um, the non-reinforced, yeah, non-reinforced <laughs> shoes. Uh, he's moved. Yeah, he's moved on to the Kyrie's. So hopefully that you know those will be sustainable. But yeah, Duke is. I don't know what else was. It? Who's no? I don't see. I mean, it'd be a fun matchup with Michigan State there at number two. Yeah. Uh, but I still think that Duke Duke will blow through him. So you can chalk that one up. Just chalk. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's very likely. I, the only one I see is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is getting one of their best players back from injury for the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it always kind of is like, well, is he going to be back in game shape? Because he's been out for a little bit longer. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, Virginia Tech did beat Duke without without Zion. Uh, but Virginia Tech was also missing their best player. So, uh, or their, one of their best players. Uh, so maybe they have a chance of beating Duke if they do face each other again. I don't see Michigan State beating them, and that leads me to my other point. Michigan State got screwed. <laughs> like I think they should be the number two, uh, or I'm sorry, the best number two seed. Right. In my opinion, in my yeah. opinion, they won the Big Ten, a very deep Big Ten, and then they won the Big Ten tournament. And here they are in a bracket with the number one overall seed. Yeah. Do you think committee like they they put as eight teams, eight Big Ten teams in the most of any conference? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they've valued them as far as seeding like you know mm-hmm. we talked about we talked about the wisconsin we got michigan state who won the regular season won the tournament and they were you know yep. talking about maybe they'd be a one but they put them in a two in duke's bracket uh mm-hmm. you know it, you know it, we, could, we could go down the whole list but it just seems it seems like yeah we got a lot of teams in but they're, they're like all right well we'll just we'll put them in didn't seem like they're seated correctly in my in my estimation 
yeah, I think you could kind of make the case that they were either seated or kind of matched up in a little bit tougher uh, situations uh, than otherwise they should have been, at least if you were kind of considering Michigan, uh, Michigan, excuse me, the Big Ten, one of the deeper uh, conferences. Michigan State was the sixth overall seed, uh, so I don't get how they're matched up in a uh, region with Duke. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Anything. Michigan is the eighth overall seed, and I'll talk about them in a little bit, but uh, they uh, have a much more favorable draw. Uh, and then Purdue is the 12th seed. Um, so it does seem like while they got more schools in, kind of the where you would expect the Big Ten teams to go is kind of either half a um, ranking or a ranking below or seeding below where, you, yeah. where you'd expect. Yeah. So I, I think that's there's something to that. Um, I yeah I so I guess to kind of continue that that thought, uh, even though I think Michigan State had uh, a little bit screwed, I don't see them them beating Duke, uh, LSU without their coach. I don't know how far they'll go. Um, I I don't know the that. Tournament whole, does you know, not want all, them to go anywhere. They want that story to be yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole situation. Uh, although they play uh, Yale and then Maryland in the winner of Belmont against the Mar- uh, Belmont Temple game, so they might be around for a little bit longer. Uh, other interesting matchup, Marla, 7-10. I think we, we talked about this before the show. Um, Louisville versus Minnesota. Ooh. Could be a little, little Rick Bettino, Bettino comeback yeah. tour. Probably will be in the crowd in his Michigan guard. Oh, uh, there will be a lot of... I got it. I have to watch this. I want to see... I want to. I wonder what the over-under is for camera shots on Rick Bettino. During this game, that'd be great. Him, him just right behind the bench, <laughs> sitting next to Papa John, <laughs> two two Louisville outcasts. That'd be great. That would be fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, Pop, Papa John's going to be in. He's a Kentucky fan now, yeah, so Papa John's. he'll be wherever wherever the heck they're playing. Uh, I have to scroll down. There you go, Jacksonville. He'll be in Florida. Oh, they're all in Florida. No, oh, just kidding. They're in Des Moines. Minnesota, Louisville's in Des Moines. Nope. Got, ex- totally got excited. I thought they were all in Florida. That would have been great. Where in Des Moines are uh, they playing? How does Des Moines get a site? I don't know. Oh. In the in the Des Moines Coliseum. I have- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways. All right. All right. That's the East. I don't think there's anything else there. Let's move on, Marla, to the Midwest. Number one seed, North Carolina. Uh, so it's North Carolina, Kentucky, uh, Houston, and... Uh, Kansas are one through four there, uh, and I guess five. I want to mention Auburn because they're kind of my pick to to beat Kansas. But uh, what any any thoughts on the Midwest bracket? Midwest bracket, Carolina. Carolina's a number one. Okay, I, I yep. I, I don't I don't know if they're any special. I think Kansas is in at a number four. Yeah. Not the Kansas. Not yeah. Not always Kansas. Not Kansas but Kansas. they're still dangerous. Not your grandfather. Not your grandfather here. But still can be a dangerous team, uh, you know, in the tournament. So I say watch out for Kansas mm. uh, coming out of They're there. They're too high in Kansas. Not too high in Kansas. I don't know. I watched them. I watched that uh, Big Twelve Championship game against Iowa State. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. They looked awful. Uh, <laughs> but they'll, I think they'll they'll win their first round game. I think they're still Kansas. Yeah. They'll be matched up against Auburn and Auburn. If they make their three pointers, they win. I mean, I know it's basketball. That's a hold dumb on, thing to on, say. On. If you make your if you make if okay, they make shots, ahead. they'll win. They make Let shots. Me write this down. Yeah, yeah. No, make but they're <laughs> win game. Okay, they shoot a lot. They shoot a lot of threes. And if they're going good, like they were going good against Tennessee today, they look 
awesome. If they're not, they look really bad, and they don't have they don't have another uh, gear to go into. Um, I guess was how I'd I'd look at them. Um, but I. Th- Oh, I Kansas is just not that good this year. Uh, so I this one I I don't know how good Houston is. I've seen a couple of their games, and they can score, but they just kind of seem to let teams hang around. Um, I like chalk in this one. That's going to happen a lot. <laughs> There's the theme starting. with North Carolina, North Carolina and Kentucky. I think that'll be a really fun eight matchup. Um, kind of a run and gun. Uh, Kentucky team more similar to Duke and Carolina who also runs but they also try and work through the post with Cam Johnson and uh, Luke May I, I think that, that would be a really interesting matchup so also, I guess that's yeah. what I'm rooting for yeah also Houston I would say Houston uh, could be a team to watch even though they're I mean they're the number three seed not the big of a name but I they might be able to make a run this Midwest yeah. bracket I feel like will be the, I think this might be the most fun uh, bracket where there's not all chalk coming out sorry to say Casey but I think there's oh, no. a mayhem in this Midwest bracket. Wow. I could not disagree more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> chalk. chalk. All chalk. All right. Moving on to uh, the West is the, uh, the only one we haven't talked about yet. Uh, the This is the Gonzaga region. Gonzaga is the number one seed. Uh, Michigan is the two. Texas Tech, the three. Florida State, the four. And somehow Marquette got a five seed, which baffles me. Uh, but... There they are in 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 the five spot. Uh, I my f- initial takeaway was Michigan as the number eight ranked team, the last of the f- two seeds, got the best draw. Yes, uh, out of all of the two seeds, I think. Uh, I think you would take Gonzaga as your one seed after them showing that they, while they showed they could beat Duke, they beat good teams. They beat Duke earlier in the year. Losing to St. Mary's in the conference title just kind of showed me like they can lose to almost anybody and uh if you're michigan that is a nice thing to have i don't think duke's losing to anybody i don't think north carolina's losing to just anybody virginia it's a whole other thing <laughs> <laughs> but gonzaga i think could now uh, i didn't think that before that game against st mary's but now i think that and texas tech has the three seed i think that's a, a weaker three seed um and then uh florida state marquette you know those are kind of middling uh, for those ranks. So I think Michigan got a really easy draw. Yeah, I feel like the committee like messed up, and then they had to go with it. They meant to put Michigan State in there, uh, but they forgot the state <laughs> part, and then they said it on yeah. TV, like, well, we're just rolling with this. Uh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I think of— I mean, this it makes a lot more sense if you just flip those two teams. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So that's that's weird. Other than that, uh, it'll be interesting to see how good Gonzaga is because they had you know those preseason games. I think they were four and three in quadrant one or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Obviously beating Duke earlier in the year. Uh, they'll have they'll have to show how good they are. It'll be interesting to see. I got think I just think Michigan got so lucky. I mean they're going to be in the final four again. And this is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if He's I can already, handle already it. Getting, already getting worked up over it. Oh, to be fair, they have Nevada uh, as the seventh seed, um, who was in the top five for a long, uh, long stretch of the year. They're a very veteran team. I think they start uh, five seniors or something like that. Uh, that could be a, a tough second round matchup for Michigan. So that said, I, they should win and, and move on from that, but... I guess I'll throw that little uh, stone at uh, Michigan to the Final Four take. <laughs> they still have the Twins? Nevada still have the Twins? 
Yeah. They're still there? Yeah. They're still there. They're still there. All right. That's exciting. Okay. All right. Any uh, early uh, title Final Four predictions, Marlo? Final Four predictions. I got Duke, and that's all you need. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Duke is I just, Duke's winning it. It just doesn't matter. It came out. You wrote Duke in the championship, <laughs> filled in their route, yep. and then you'll figure it all, all out yeah, later. All, the rest doesn't really matter. Okay, yeah. so Duke, yeah. Duke out of the East. I'll yeah. go... Uh, Duke out of the East. I'll take I'll take Kentucky out the Midwest. Um, I will take. God, that sucks. Yeah, I'll take Michigan out of the West. Yeah, and out of the South. This is too. Uh, it's too Wisconsin. hard. It's Wisconsin. So it's Wisconsin yeah, for, yeah, sure. for sure. With Duke winning. All right. Duke winning it all. Yeah, I agree with Duke winning it all. They're odds-on favorite. Uh, I'll take. God, I just think Michigan's path is so easy. I'll take Michigan. I can take Virginia again. I haven't learned from last year. I'll take North Carolina. ACC top three, three number one seeds. I got three of them. All three okay. of them in the final chalk for me. A one, a one, and a two. There you go. All right. Subject to change before I submit my actual bracket on the internet. Oh. All right. Oh yeah. So now that brackets we- on the internet. Uh, we yeah. have brackets, Casey, for people yeah. to join. Uh, yeah. The CBS, uh, we'll, it'll all be in the it will all be in the show notes. Uh, but the CBS, the CBS brackets, the one thirty two breeze. You can find us; it's public. Everyone can join. Have some fun. There may be prizes, asterisk. Um, but we will we will give updates, yeah. weekly updates uh, after each round on the podcast. Nice. So nice. Get excited. March is here. Yep. March is here. Uh, hopefully, my champion won't lose in the first round this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, very excited. Uh, exciting time. Um, all right, so we uh, well together. We decided Duke's going to win the Division One national championship. There was a Division Three national champion uh, in our state here. UW Oshkosh won the Division Three national championship for basketball. So congratulations to the Titans and to the University of Oshkosh and all their rabid fans. Um, it's just cool that. The Division Three titles uh, are, is in Wisconsin here. Yeah. Um, all right, the, elsewhere on campus. Oh. Do we know? Oh, we looked it up last year because they were runners up oh. last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably going to be the next Wisconsin yeah. coach. So that's congrats. right. That's right. I. Yep. That's, that's how it works. Congrats to him. Congrats to him. Um, some people will think that'll happen sooner than I do. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely a um, a path, right? Yep. The, I mean, that's obviously where uh, Bo Ryan came from in Platteville in the D three ranks, and obviously, uh, Greg Gard has experience coaching there, so that's kind of that you know the Wisconsin basketball uh, area that that uh, was Madison likes to kind of dive into and delve into and stick to. So I I think it's very likely. I think we looked it up and we were talked about how old how young he was last year and all that. Now now we didn't do it. So good job by us. We are progressing as a podcast. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. <laughs> maybe. Some in some areas. Maybe not this one. All right. Uh elsewhere on campus Marlowe, there was a bit of a scandal. A bit of a scandal this past was week. a scandal that the uh the FBI was was involved with. Uh, this operation sting. I forgot what the operation was. Uh, but it had a cool name. But I'll figure it. Out. Varsity yes, Blues. Varsity Blues. <laughs> Varsity Blues. Um. So what happened with this? What happened? Was 
it was headline. It was it was headline. It's basically parents paying to get their kids into school. Rich people. Yeah. Uh, headlined by Felicity Huffman and Laura uh, uh, Laughlin. Laughlin. Thank you, Laura Laughlin. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Yeah. As, as we yeah, all know. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with Aunt Becky. Um, but yeah, apparently there's they did this thing, and these people are paying exorbitant amounts of money for fake scores for their kids to get mm-hmm. quote unquote recruited or say they're getting recruited. Yep. Um, I believe Aunt Becky's daughter was a coxswain. <laughs> was on the crew yep. team. Um, yep. So, over overarching, this all broke down. I think there was a there was a press conference. Uh, they put the two headline names out there, and it's like, oh, what's happening? And then at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's just rich people paying to get their kids into school, which I thought was a thing that's always happened, <laughs> and now we're just making it a big deal because I thought like when you're rich, it's what you could do. You could just like pay to make stuff happen. Mm. Um, but no, this is. This is, I mean, it, it's it's pretty elaborate. It's a pretty elaborate plan, but um, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't exactly surprise me. But then uh, the other not the other the surprising part is like, why are you like you don't have to reach out to someone to get recruited by rowing? Like you just you could just show up, and they'd be like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, let let yeah. let's go ahead. Especially as a coxswain. Like you literally, you just show up and be like, oh, I just sit up here and yell at people. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. I just have to have a small frame. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, got, I got that. The body type, as long as the body type, you're good. Um, so the the schools and everything that's involved, I thought was, you know, it's like women's, USC's women's soccer yep. uh, assistants. Wake Forest. Yale soccer. Yale soccer. Um all taking a little money, taking a little piece of pie. <laughs> uh, Stanford sailing coach was mm. in this ring, uh, recruiting for sailing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't get it doesn't get it doesn't get better than that. So, yeah. So uh, the only thing I feel bad for, I feel bad for the kids who are finding out that their scores weren't their scores from Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> well. Yeah, I <laughs> lots lots of things that appeal back yeah. here. One, I don't. I'm curious how much the kids knew and how much they didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lori, I I've seen most of the stories of Lori Laughlin's daughter, and she, when the news broke, she was on a yacht with a trustee of USC. Like, she <laughs> clearly was someone involved, and I think she uh, took pictures with her on like rowing equipment and stuff. Like, clearly, she must have known something. But how much did these other kids know? I also think part of this is like the money didn't go to the right people mm-hmm. and that's why it's a scam, mm-hmm. right? It went to these coaches and these lower level administrator type people who, you know, it's not, you're not building a wing on the library right. like old, old rich people do <laughs> like old money, rich people do. This is, this is different. Um, it's, it's, it's really weird. I don't know what to, what to really think of it because I know that's a lot of people who are like, you know, oh, I, there's families out there who devote like their whole lives to getting their kids into one of these schools, yep. maybe not USC, but you know, Stanford, yeah. Yale, you know, Princeton, those sorts of schools who I, I maybe Princeton, I haven't heard Princeton, but Yale I've heard in uh, Stanford. So let's stay with those. Uh, families commit their, their more or less their lives to getting their kids into these schools. And I, are they the one, the next one who would have got in if, you know, Laura Laughlin's daughter didn't, I don't know. Uh, but I can understand them. I can understand them being upset uh, on that. 
I thought one of the funny things I thought that came out of it, I saw a lot of people being like, gotta admit it, I had a crush on Aunt Becky when I was younger. It's like, oh, brave stance. Hot take. <laughs> Hot, Hot take. take. You had a crush on Aunt Becky. So did everybody else. <laughs> Get in line. Get in line. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, when I saw this break, I thought this was like the next part of the college basketball FBI. Yeah, like, I, here I we go. I thought so too. Yeah, they, they made it, they framed it. I think my the notification is like, oh, there's an FBI news conference. There are Division One athletes, or Division One yep. coaches named. Yeah, yeah, they made it seem like this big scandal. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like, right up that alley. I was like, oh, it's just. It was also fun for like the when it when it broke. You know, we have Lori Laughlin's daughter's out on the yacht. She's in the air. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> so like there was there was a fun like hour or so where it's like. She was on the run, like Aunt Becky's on the run, <laughs> like she could be, like on the lamb going somewhere. Ever, uh, that was that was a fun little bit on on the Twitter sphere. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. The, the other funny thing was like that these coaches were getting paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars, or like nothing, <laughs> or like a couple thousand. Like the money was just like nebulous. <laughs> they're like, "How much is it going to cost to get in?" And they're like, "How much are you going to give me?" And they're like, "It's five hundred thousand." <laughs> Okay, sure. sure. Take it. I'll take, I'll take it. Why? Said, write me a check. Just write, write, mailing me a check. <laughs> what? And then they took another meeting for two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? What a weird economy. Oh, These rich people are just like, what is it going to cost? I don't know. All right. Anyway, enough of the. I don't know. Is anything going to happen? Probably, Probably not. That was that was the best of it. I I I attribute it to there must be like some young FBI agent that needs to get their name out there. And so they made this a really big deal. Uh, I guess I, over overzealous I mean, FBI agent. I I, th- I don't want to make too deep of a cultural point on our silly little podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> like there is a fabric of kind of cultural understanding that this kind of breaks right there's this like idea that you get in college based on merit, and that sure rich people have an upper hand, but there's some sort of meritocracy in this whole process. And college is one way that uh, lower classes can bootstrap themselves up and get to higher classes. And this kind of spits in the face of that. So it's a much bigger story, I think, than uh, kind of culturally. It could be a much bigger story culturally yeah. than it. And it kind of pokes holes in kind of our, our kind of national idea of what college is like. Um, but maybe there is some holes that need to be poked in. This is really how it is, as you said. I don't know. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's for our, that's for our other podcast, yeah. <laughs> where we dive into deep social economic issues. Uh, don't listen to that. It'd probably be terrible. Um, all right. <laughs> Speaking of people being paid, yeah. Marla, let's move on to the pros. Professionals. Mercifully. <laughs> oh, awesome. Are we going to talk about my favorite pro? Yes. Uh, he's, he's back. back. Johnny Manziel, Money Manziel himself. Oh, right. Yes. Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing the money sign thing. You can't <laughs> see because we're on the internet. Got it. Oh well, after I don't even think did we talk about him being kicked out of the CFL? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think well, he got kicked out of CFL for violating like the whole league, not just his team. The whole the league kicked him out uh, for <laughs> violating his terms of his agreement, whatever and whatever that came down to. Didn't look into yeah. it. It wasn't his fault. Not important. Yeah, not important. Anyways, Menzel, he's back. Where is he at, Casey? He's back. He's uh the Memphis, whatever the Memphis team is, being coached by Mike Singletary, which I think is the best part of this. Oh, that's going to work. Uh, yeah, uh, he's back in the AAF. 
And you know what? I'm going to watch the AF. Yeah. Because yeah. Mansell's Not back. only is Mansell back, the AF is back. Putting it on the map. Oh, I'm so glad these these all these leagues are going to form so Mansell will just keep having chances to play football. <laughs> keep having places. <laughs> it's like, if this doesn't work out, I'll just do the AF, XFL next year. That's right. Oh, for sure. Another one that someone else makes up. So, Johnny Mansell's back. We got Must See Football is back. Memphis. Are they yeah. Express? I don't know. The Memphis. That sounds AF. right. That sounds right. Yeah, I I think when this whole thing started, and I maybe misunderstood what the AF was, but uh, I said if you go out and you get Menzel or Kaepernick or some yeah. sort of like name who would be fun to watch, this could be a thing. And they got Menzel. Yeah, got him. Here we go. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, he's probably going to be terrible. I have no idea. I haven't seen him actually play football. <laughs> uh, since the NFL, I don't even know. I, I didn't see obviously in the Canadian. Can you even watch Canadian football in America? Uh, sometimes it's on like weird. I remember watching them. It's on like like playoffs or something. It was weird time. Like when our yeah. preseason is going on, they have regular season. Oh. And it's, I thought you meant like weird time. Like it was on like late at night. I'm like it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no, it was weird. No, it was like, like weird. It was like a Friday at like four. It was weird. I remember. It being oh, weird. okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It wasn't. Like, yeah, it wasn't one where we used to watch yeah, football. I'm exactly. with you. I'm with you. All right. All right. They're not playing at like midnight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Midnight. Calgary. <laughs> Tough place to play at midnight. All right. It's still happening, apparently, the AAF. It's yeah, still it's there. still there. Manziel's there. Manziel's I'm excited. There. All right. In the NFL news, Marlo, Packers signed some free agents. I don't. Uh, I think last week I kind of jokingly said uh, free agents was starting and the Packers aren't going to sign anybody. I forgot we had a new – I didn't forget, but uh, I forgot that our general manager's uh, strategy is different than Ted Thompson's, uh, and he actually signs people. Uh, and we signed – was it two – edge slash outside linebackers uh safety away from the bears so i'd be interested to get your take uh on that marlo and a guard uh from the saints i believe it was so uh i was very excited about these signings These were all needs that the packers had and then i did a little bit of reading what people thought of it and by that i mean uh like espn and fox and kind of their um rankings they graded all of the signings uh, and they didn't grade the Packers signings too highly, but I think from a Packers standpoint, you have to realize that these they're who they're replacing. They're replacing Nick Perry, who was okay at best, but often injured, and Clay Matthews, who was on his last leg. And we're bringing in younger, more competent players at less money than those two outgoing players were, and I think that's a huge get for the Packers and helps address a need as they go into the draft so they don't necessarily have to draft edge uh, rushers or outside linebackers. They can draft a little bit more strategically. Um, it still might be that, but they don't have to draft that. Um, and I think that's something that the Packers often ended up doing in the past. They kept being in a situation where they had to draft for need, and we've kind of seen in recent history that Drafting best available player or you know best player to fit somewhat of a need is kind of the best strategy as opposed to just trying to fill holes in your team through the draft. So um, obviously, as any free agents, we'll see how those play out. But it definitely seems like a turn in strategy as far as going after free agents in the market for uh, this Packers team uh, signing young-ish players. I think they're all 26, 27. Um, and... Uh, kind of 
filling some holes through free agency and then complementing that through the draft. So this is all different than what Ted Thompson had done. And I think all Packer fans kind of realize now that given a 2010 Super Bowl, Ted Thompson might not have been that great. So, all right. There were some rounds of, I think it was the 2015 draft making uh, a shot of the, the Packers drafts in 2015. And now that Randall Cobb is off the team, uh, there's nobody from the 2015 draft on the Packers. Um, and I didn't even recognize half of the names, so that's not a good sign. Mm. I think one of them, one of them, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. So congratulations to him. Uh, but yeah, okay, that's all. Packer free agents, Marla. How about tell me a little bit about the safety that the Packers signed? Because uh, Packers fans seem pretty excited. Uh, I don't know what to think. Yeah, no, solid, solid safety. I um. You know, I think it was we the, the Bears just weren't willing to sign them for big money when we have younger guys that uh, yeah that we could have for less that are, are pretty are just as serviceable. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, very he's a solid player, um, and I think he'll he's definitely an upgrade. To, oh, for sure uh, to what you had before. So uh, not good luck to him as he goes forward. The concern the the concern seemed to be that the Bears have a very turnover heavy offense. But he didn't get his kind of fair share of the turnovers. It seemed like, you know, he was a little bit lower on that stat than some of the players around him. Do you think that's a legitimate concern, or was it just kind of wrong place and that wasn't his role? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a legitimate concern, um, uh, especially because he wasn't. He, I would say he made plays, right? He just it wasn't it yeah. wasn't you know turning the ball over, which I, I know you always want to you you always want to have those takeaways, but. He was, right. you know, not often burned, always in the right spot. Um, just a, a solid, a solid player. Well, that sounds a hell of a lot better than our, our season <laughs> last year. So, so I'll take, yeah. I'll take that for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, again, not good luck to you as you go to uh, Green Bay. But um, we have a familiar bears. face. The bears do things. Yeah, the Bears have a familiar face. Uh, to yeah. you, we got we got Haha Clinton Dix. Uh, yeah, we picked up in free agency, uh, which kind of sucks. I had a lot of fun of making fun of his name. Um, yeah, you know when he was with the Packers, it's uh, ripe for yeah, that, it's for ab- sure. absolutely right. Now I have to stop. All of Chicago has to stop. Uh, but I think you know I, I, he's a solid. He's an okay, he's a he's an okay player. He gets burnt. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about it. Pass his name. I, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Bears are going to sour on him really quick as the Redskins did. The Redskins actually gave up something to get him, yeah. uh, in the middle of last season, which I think was a coup by, uh, the Packers GM to get something for him because the Packers were absolutely not resigning him. Um, and they didn't, well, I, I shouldn't say they didn't even attempt to resign him. I don't really know, but they, I felt like they were okay with letting him walk. He had, was probably in 2016, uh, largely off of interceptions. Uh, he was a bit of a ball hawking, uh, safety. He just has not, it's not been aggressive. He hasn't been physical for years and it's very frustrating. He has a lot, like there's highlights real of him, highlight reels of him missing tackles and players breaking tackles on him. Uh, I, I could not be lower on ha ha Clinton, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so 
Good luck. Good luck with the Bears and him. I think that it'll be a one and done, and he'll be either out of the league or on a different team. Awesome. Um, sounds awesome. I don't. Maybe I'm being. A, I feel like I'm being a little bit harsh. Maybe it's you know bad memories uh, of him uh, on the Packers, kind of towards the end of his, his stint here. But oof, I don't know if if it's you know if we were to propose a trade for um, for safeties, I think that the Bears would. In no way in hell take high Clinton Dix, but now he's on on the team, so uh, <laughs> awesome. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't be too high on him though if I were the Bears. All right, well, I will not get my uh, yeah. Dix jersey anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere, the Bears they pull in running back in Mike Davis from the Seahawks. Uh, safety Buster's, uh, yeah, safety Buster screen from the Jets. Cordero Patterson. From the Patriots, who's a wide receiver, oh. yeah. which I will just—he's just—he's a weapon, offensive weapon. Oh boy! That's if they can just figure out how to use him. <laughs> he's an offensive weapon. So that's been the get. That's been the get up for the free agency. Uh, for this filling, looks like we filled filled some holes. Shout out to Kevin White. Uh, he found a landing spot in Arizona. Um, oh, so I didn't even pick up. Yeah, on that. It's a former number seven pick. It's, you know, now yeah. one of the. With one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, did he catch more or less than seven passes? Uh, Probably more. I think it was eleven. I think the number was eleven. I think it was double digits. That kid. <laughs> that's that's so sad. Uh, I mean, not that the Packers haven't had busts, but God, he was so fun coming out of West Virginia. Jeez, uh, um, what is with the uh, Jordan Howard trade rumors? Yeah, what is it? Uh, pick, the the pickup of. Um, the pickup of the running back kind of is the writing on the yeah. wall that uh, Howard will not be coming back. I think that was Why? the consensus of this. Good running I don't back. Get it. I didn't. I didn't get it. Does I mean he's not a big. He's not a great pass catcher. You know, he's, he's a solid. He's a solid between tackles running back. Obviously, Matt Nagy likes to get creative with his his offensive settings. Uh, wants more mm. pass catching running back. Uh, that can mm. you know do more than. Do more than just get the handoff and go between the tackles. So, uh, yeah, looking looking for a suitor for Jordan Howard. Interesting, interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of like against the Bears' DNA. It you is. Know? He's uh, very Bears because very Bears. He's, he's 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 a Bears running yeah. back. You know. Yep. Hundred. Uh, so that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. And I was surprised because I thought he's been a very uh, a very good, at least a, a good fantasy running back, right, the past couple of years. So maybe that's kind of overshadowing my value to the actual Bears football team. I don't know. That was surprising to me. All right. Stats department just, just got back to me. Uh, Kevin White yeah. had 14. Oh, no. He's in 14 mm. games. He had 25 receptions. Wow. How did that happen? How do you have 19 receptions? In- in his in his three year, <laughs> in his three year career, three year, he had twenty five twenty five receptions, two hundred eighty five yards. Wow, fantastic! Wow, good luck in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Wow. All right. Uh, all right, Marlo. A weapon. Um. All right. Well, yeah, it sounds like he's going number one yeah. now. It's crazy. <laughs> and then they got to find a spot for uh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Interesting. All right. Any other football stuff, Marlo? Uh, no, that's all I got. All right. Uh, quick NBA Bucks Sixers had a, uh, I guess a, what seems to be a budding rivalry matchup today. Uh, the Sixers ended up winning one thirty to one twenty five. 
despite Giannis's 52 points. I think highlighted him by calling um, Ben Simmons a baby. Uh, if you Google that, he used some other words in there that I can't say on a family-friendly podcast like this. Uh, and that was fantastic as he dunked over him and then uh, responded in such a way. Um, so I guess a tough loss it was at home, uh, but a I think a sign of a battle to come in the playoffs, which will be uh, very entertaining. Uh, in bad news for the Bucks. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon went down with a uh, injury. Uh, he will be out. F- I heard four to eight, but also saw four to six uh, weeks injury uh, f- on his foot. Not a good time to go uh, out for a month or two uh, with the playoffs kind of looming and him being a pretty important part of the Bucks team. Uh, the Bucks are a really interesting team because they obviously have a clear number one, but then they have like four players who you're like are they the second best player on this team at times it should be chris middleton but a lot of times it's not chris middleton and that's kind of the frustration of having chris middleton on your team um sometimes it's brogdon uh sometimes it's blood so uh sometimes it's like a brooke lopez stepping up and having a crazy game or something like that so uh missing one of those three players who kind of just steps up and is the second player uh second best player of the team is pretty significant. Hopefully he's back in time for the playoffs and can make an impact. Um, so that is the Bucks news. Marlon, anything on the Bulls? Bulls, oh, right. tank watch. Uh, tank yeah, watch. We, this is awesome. We've lost their last five games, six, five games, uh, by an average of like 20 points. Uh, LeBron came to town and all of a sudden found the founder youth. He was throwing the mm. ball off the backboard and dunking, reversing. Um, so he actually tried. I wonder why. Oh. Was it because he was in the house of Jordan? We'll never oh, know. Oh, interesting. We'll never know. Mm, never, never know. know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, coming yeah, coming down the stretch here, just racking up the L's. Just <laughs> racking up the L's. <laughs> All right. All right. LeBron did get blocked uh, on a game-winning shot today. Oh, so nice. uh, I thought you'd enjoy yeah. that. Uh, I think it was too much wine. Zonia too much wine. or something who blocked him. And, yeah, that's right. Couldn't jump as high. Too much wine at halftime. <laughs> All right. That's it for the NBA. Just wanted to check in on that. Uh, Marlo, are you ready? Okay. I am ready. America, are you ready for your favorite segment? So. Casey's Corner Kick. I wonder if people actually care about it. They're just like they get to this point and then they turn off the podcast. <laughs> They're like, we heard we heard everything. We heard everything else. No, never. We, don't need we, to always, have the, we always have the best stuff on the other side of the corner. That's right. That's right. Marlo, what a week for Liverpool Football Club. On Wednesday, Liverpool defeated Bayern three to one in Munich. It was um, God, one of the most enjoyable soccer games uh, I've watched as a Liverpool fan. <clears throat> um, granted, it is only the uh, I guess round of round of sixteen, and now we're going to go on to the quarterfinals. But it was a, a resounding win. They were clearly the better team. Uh, the first goal was an amazing goal, a long pass from. Uh, Van Dyke to Mane, uh, who his first touch was long enough to trick the keeper into thinking he could come out and get it, but close enough to him that Mane could actually get to it first. Turned on the keeper, chipped it in for the goal. It is now uh, the screen or the background on my phone. I have a little uh, frame by frame of it. My God, it was fantastic. So Liverpool moves on. They are now in the uh, quarterfinals with. Uh, I got seven other teams, which we should probably mention them as well. Um, which the drawing it was on Friday, so right after uh, a day or two after 
the Liverpool game. Uh, so Marlow, now they do a drawing. Uh, they more or less do it like ping pong ball style, envelope styles, random. Um, and they get their uh, final eight matchups, and then it's a bracket from here on out. So uh, the matchups are Does, Ajax. Doesn't sound complicated. Yeah, it's not, no, from here on out, it's fine. It's fine. Now we have our brackets. It's good to go. It was selection Friday uh, or random Friday. Uh, Ajax is playing Juventus. Liverpool gets Porto. What a draw for Liverpool. Porto. Uh, again, you don't want to like ask for a team. You know, it always kind of feels bad because then if you lose, you feel kind of stupid. But Porto is. Uh, I don't want to say by far the the best draw. It's by far the best draw for uh, Liverpool to get. It's kind of like when Nebraska was playing uh, Maryland, you're like, I want Nebraska to win. And then we were in a tight game with Nebraska. You're like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'm not sure. But obviously, you would rather play Nebraska than Maryland if you were to choose. Um, So anyway, Liverpool is playing Porto, Tottenham against Man City, and then United against Barcelona. Uh, Liverpool is on the same side as Barcelona. Uh, who is, uh, I think the favorite, I think the favorites now are Barcelona and Man City on opposite sides, followed by uh, Liverpool and Juventus, um, if you were to kind of handicap the odds there. So uh, those games are April 9th and 10th, so a couple weeks off uh, before those, um, and then we'll be we'll be checking back in on, on the Champions League when that happens. On the EPL side, uh, Liverpool got a win over Fulham this morning which was a much more nervy win than it needed to be. Gosh, that seems to be a, a, a recurring theme here. Uh, but it was 1-1 in the, into the 80th minute, and Liverpool got a kind of questionable uh, penalty call. And boring James Milner was able to uh, slash it home and get the 2-1 victory over Fulham. So right now Liverpool is up on uh, Man City, but Man City has a game in hand. Uh, on Liverpool. So that is it for Liverpool and I guess by extension Champions League and uh, English Premier League. And my old man League Marlowe had another tough week uh, losing 8-5. to five. Ugh. 8-5. to five. But, but it was a team to be fair. We probably played the two best teams in the league the past two weeks and scoring five goals is something we've never done against this team and um, was much closer than I had anticipated but still a disappointing loss. Nonetheless, uh, that is it for the corner kick, Marlo. All right. All right. Casey, I got some uh, eSports news that I wanted to drop. Oh, I thought you were going to scoop me on no, soccer things. No, not, not this No, week. thank God. <laughs> that would have been, been embarrassing. Uh, Call of Duty. They're getting a sports league, eSports league. City-based oh. eSports league. And should we get a team is the question. Uh, kicks off in 2020. They are taking. Okay. They are taking bids for the teams for fran- for, franchises? for franchises. Yep. Okay. Uh, it should only cost a cool twenty five million. So, I might be out. You, you I might be, be out. Okay. I gotta. I gotta check uh, some figures. <laughs> Call my accountant. Uh, I may. I may be at twenty five million. Call of Duty League, interesting. Um, God, I, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. So it's it'd be it, so it'd be franchises. You would sign players. You'd sign play. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To do the whole thing, get to own a team. We could own a team. Own a team. All right, Milo. Right, we just need to raise twenty five yeah, million dollars. Twenty five. I got five right now, so we're on our way. Five dollars. 
<laughs> five million. Holy five dollars. Hold not on me. Dollars. So we're on our way. We should. We should upgrade our podcast. Studio. <laughs> <laughs> five million. My God. Uh yes. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll continue. I did continue the raise and be in the watch out. Uh, yeah, yeah. If anybody's looking to uh, to partner, uh, we are available to partner. Uh, I don't know what we bring to the table, but something. It's probably something. Uh, I did see that there was. Uh, I think it was League of Legends, uh, Big Ten action this oh, weekend on the big back. on the Big Ten Network. Back. Yeah. So if you're uh, don't want to be watching the basketball for some reason or have a sixth or seventh TV slash monitor, you want to put <laughs> something up on. You can put on uh, some League of Legends action. Right. And from my experience with watching uh, League of Legends broadcasting, they're pretty good at kind of explaining things to somebody who doesn't know what the heck is going on, and not just explaining it to you know somebody who knows all of the uh, characters and abilities. So um, it is an entertaining watch, even if you don't play the game. So, which I don't. So it, it's but it's nonetheless still entertaining to me. But Wisconsin, I didn't see Wisconsin in it, so maybe we're just not good. Oh, yeah. sure. oh, we don't have a team. We probably got what well, I don't. Know, I'll have to okay, well, we'll we'll get back to you. We probably got screwed with a seating. Most way, likely so. the comedian, the committee. League of War, League of War, yeah, Jesus. All right, lots to watch. Got Overwatch basketball. Excited for day basketball. Uh, Thursday, Friday, we'll be back next weekend. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, you can find myself at Marlo Jr. On Twitter, Casey is at Prof Badger Fan. That is going to be it for me. Also, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Join our, join our our brackets. See see how well you can go against Casey's chalk. All right, Casey. Any last words? I did some mad Google. Okay. Um... Wisconsin is in third in the League of Legends at three and two oh. in the West Division. There you go. Nebraska on five. Take that, Nebraska. All right, <laughs> that's, it. that's the last words there. Take that, Nebraska. <laughs> Take that, Nebraska. Uh, until next time, all our fellow fans. I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. Yeah.